What's good, podcast fam? It's your boy, Jason Craig, a.k.a. The Friendly Neighborhood Dreadhead. And I'm here with two guests today, my boy, Adam Sampson, Sampson and my boy, Robbie Abert. What's good? What's going on, y'all? It's going good. Going great. Really excited. Yeah, nothing much. Though. Chilling. Yeah. Yeah, y'all, man. Today is going to be a fun one because we're going to talk about a movie that has been hyped all year. And we're going to... Tell y'all if it lived up to the hype or not. And the movie we are talking about today is none other than Spider-Man No Way Home. We done seen Spider-Man go to Boston. We done seen him in New York. We even seen him in Europe. But now they ain't got no way home. So what I'm going to do for y'all is I'm going to play this trailer. And we're going to come back with a review after this mm-hmm. right ever since I got bit by that spider I've only had one week where my life has felt normal that was when you found out I ain't gonna lie I thought that part was funny like it just showed her screaming right after you said after you found out like yeah I fucked your life. I fucked your life up. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, welcome to hell. All right. <laughs> right at the end of the tunnel. We botched that spell. We wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider Man. We started getting some visitors. from every universe. Hello, Peter. You're not Peter Parker. I'm sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. (laughs) Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. You're flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. I'm sorry, kid. Yeah, me too. Don't. Look, there has to be another way. There isn't. They're a danger to our universe. You're not gonna take this away from me. Peter. You're struggling. Damn it. You want while the world tries to make you choose. This is all my fault. I can't save everyone. starting to come through and I can't stop them. December 17th exclusively in movie theaters. Tickets on sale November 29th. Spider Monday. And while you at it, buy these games for a system that you cannot get right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> like how do you even get a PS5? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, man, look. I know I'm I'll be trying to wait till the end to give y'all my verdict but i'm gonna let y'all know right now i fucking love this movie i loved every minute of this movie like man man but we gonna get on with it man so for me i feel like this is the darker movie of the tom holland trilogy and it works for it what y'all think it was great i mean i 
I loved every I've loved every minute of this movie. It was I felt like it was a love letter to all the Spider-Man fans and just the whole, um, you know, the Spider-Man lore, like the history of the films that we've had in Hollywood over the past. What now? 20 years now? 20 years. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's like, you know, and we have and also you see the games, you know, Miles Morales and, you know, um, Peter Parker. And without spoiling anything, you see some references like to to you see some references to the games in the um in the, in this movie as well. So I really loved it. I fucking loved it. You know what, man? I loved every minute of it too, bro. And it's like they went through all the fans' complaints and fixed everything, and then gave you more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there was some stuff. It was like, man, I hate that this wasn't in there. Man, I hate that that wasn't in there. You know. And it's like, oh, wow, they fixed that. They, and I also like the fact that it was Sony, not Disney, that did it. So, you know, they could have a little bit more colorful language. Yeah, like this movie is a love letter to all the fans. Like Robbie said, this is 20 years. To Really, you can go back even further because it's. A love letter to everybody who loves the character Spider-Man. And I do feel like this movie embodies what Spider-Man is all about. Right. I I agree. agree. Yeah. So let's talk about some things I really do love without spoiling anything. I actually love the balance between comedy and seriousness in this movie. I really do think that they got a, a good, perfect balance of it. Because yeah, I'm with, oh, I'm sorry. with you on that one. Now nah, you good. Now nah, I'm with you on that one, and it also pulls at your heartstrings. So, uh, yeah, y'all might want to get some tissues because there are definitely going to be a few times where you you gonna cry. And what yeah. I love is that whenever whenever it got so like really really serious for like five minutes, they had like a a quick one a quick like witty one liner that kind of like that really gave us some comic relief. Like, okay, we get, we, we got that out of the way. Now let's move on with the movie and we, we don't have to get all, get all heavy. It, like it really, it really gives like a, it gives a perfect balance and tone in tone, which really establishes what the tone of the whole MCU is. And that's one of the reasons why um, um, this movie worked, um, movie worked so well. And um, I could talk about more, I could talk more about that, but I can't, I can't do it without spoiling it. Because yeah, um, yeah, yeah, y'all. So the way that this is gonna work, we're gonna do spoiler-free first. Then the second half will be spoiler-filled. So another thing that I like, I do like. You know, Marvel they always tell you to bring your Easter egg baskets to these movies, and some movies is kind of in your face, and it's kind of like, look, look what we got here. We dangling this ornament over you. We dangling that ornament over you. But I do like how these Easter eggs actually weave into the story. Mm. That's that's a way how you incorporate Easter eggs in a movie. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's not that, even if it's not that that significant, you know, it just at least like, and this is and this is why um, Marvel is so damn smart because of how not only are they able to. Um, you know, give you East. Not only they are they able to get get you um Easter, they get you really excited because of um you know because they plant by planting the seeds like to other you know TV shows or you know or, or other movies. So that's what I really that's what I I really loved about it because it because now I have like so many theories of this of this movie like of um this universe moving forward and how this could impact you know the future MCU films. Yeah, and. I'm gonna be honest with you. They gave you more than Easter eggs. They basically just gave you the whole bunny. You know what I mean? Cause like it was really, really awesome. And uh, the most, the thing I actually really liked the most is it seemed like the chemistry between the actors was very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, like you could tell that there probably wasn't any divas in that group. You know? Well, I think. That mouse told him, yeah, you do anything to mess up what we got. We will cut your ass in a minute. So <laughs> so I think um, these actors understood that, yeah, they're given this opportunity. They're going to take advantage of it. But one thing I do want to talk about, 
the acting in this movie by certain characters is some of the best acting I've seen in a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I can't say who it is, but it's just one man in the movie that just steals the damn show. Yeah, and you know what? Yep. I was actually shocked. I think I know what you're talking about, but like, yeah. I was just like, man, uh, where was this in that movie? Yeah. Like, I, I literally thought that the whole time with who I think it is. I'm like, yeah, where was that in this movie? It, like, come on, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it also gives, and, it also, the movie gives you closure from like the other films, like the, um, you know, on the uh, MCU films. I mean, people complain, well, the first two movies were just, uh, you know, Peter Parker, just, um, you know, being a, a fan of Tony Stark, which is true. I mean, he's like that in the comics. He's a fan. Of, he's a kid. You know, he's a fan of, you know, um, he's a fan of, uh, you know, Tony Stark and the Avengers. But but th- they were those two movies were necessary because it really it really brought it really brought it full circle to this movie. So this so. Anyone who has complaints about the first two Spider-Man films, about how it just feels like that he's just, you know, um, like kind of an Iron Man Jr. or or whatever, like this movie, you will be you will be pleasantly you will be relieved to see that you know he really fully comes into his own as Spider-Man. Yeah, man, and that's the thing. All the other movies, the main complaint was saying, man, he's an Iron Man Jr., which is a complaint I had. But I do appreciate this movie. It lets him be his own Spider-Man. It lets him. It reminds us. Oh, shit. He is a kid going through all this stuff. Right. Yeah. And then he had to go through some more stuff. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> like, man, I, like I said, there, there, there was some heartbreaking moments, man. There was so much heartbreak in this movie. But yeah, it was needed because this is what. I feel like the darkness is what this movie was, what these uh, what these Tom Holland movies were missing, because Spider-Man is built off a of tragedy. Oh, yeah. yeah and, and I felt that way, too, man, because I'm like, where was his loss? You, you know what I mean? Because uh, Spider-Man is supposed to have some traumatic loss, you know? Yeah. yeah. And and they did it with, uh, you know, the other two Spider-Mans. It's like, hey, yo, why did y'all do that with Tom Holland? He, he just seems like this happy-go-lucky kid. And nothing bad is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I do feel like um, for the first two, like Homecoming and Far From Home, I feel like it was necessary for him to go through the lighthearted moments and then actually deal with, you know, all the um, all the dark and, tra- and tragic moments in his life later on, because that's I feel like that was perfect. That was great. A great evolution for his character. So that's why I didn't have as much of an issue with the whole like, you know, Tony, you know, the whole Tony Stark thing, because he learned from um, from all of his experience from like like from Civil War to um, Infinity War to Homecoming to Far From Home and to Endgame, because you knew um, um because he was able to learn to learn and develop as like a, as this, as a hero into his own, he needed to go through all those experiences. And I just think this one just kind of hit, just kind of hit the nail on the head. And so like what, to who Spider-Man really is. That's the way, I, that's my opinion of it. So, but, well, I, I think also though, to me, why so many people got tired of the whole Iron Man junior type thing is because Spider-Man is known for working with a lot of heroes not just Iron Man, you yeah. know, like because because Spider Man was almost the way heroes even got introduced into uh, the MC into Marvel. You know what I mean? It's like, That's hey, true. this it person meets Spider. Like the Fantastic Four, they got their their first uh, issue was technically in Spider Man. I want to say, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And okay. uh, Punisher, the uh, Saints that you first get introduced to Punisher through Spider Man. I even think Blade was introduced through Spider Man. See, you know, like, so that's that's kind of why I think some people have a problem with it is because it's like, that's yo, it's it's the it's Spider Man, not not Iron Man and his sidekick. Like, there should be more centered. Like, I think that's really what it was because with the first movie, it almost seemed like that was another Iron Man movie. Yeah. See, I think, but Disney they had to stay with that course because they plotted that course for um, P- 
Peter to look up to Tony in Civil War. So they had to stay at the course. But I will say this. After seeing this movie, I'm more OK with how they did the first two movies, because I look at this movie. I look at this movie as an origin story. Like I look at this trilogy as an origin story of Spider-Man. Yeah. From during yes. his, like, his teenage years, you know, so because what makes um Spider-Man great, I do think not to get not to uh, talk about another character, but um, like Invincible, for example, you can tell that that the whole lore of Invincible, like ha- at least a quarter of that was influenced by the Spider-Man comics because you actually see him growing up, you know, throughout his you start from his high school days and. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but we'll talk about the um, like the future later. But um, I just feel like it's just really cool to see like a com- it, it was a big coming of age story. So I, that's why why I really like the um, the Disney and Marvel Studios trilogy. So right, and and I and you guys are right. Like once I saw this one, it's like oh okay, now I get why they went this way. Like it it, it was kind of an aha moment. And also, though, what I really liked, too, about the movie is it gave, like, you could see Tom Holland had some range. Yeah. He did, yeah. He's a really you know good actor. Mean? But, like, yeah. like, bro was was on point. You know what I mean? And that's really what I liked about it. Yeah, man. And, and also, th- also, I think they're going back to the whole, you know, trying to use spider-man to introduce characters but i'll i'll uh, talk more about that in the spoiler uh in the spoiler field section right yeah guys yeah we'll definitely um we're gonna definitely have a lot more to a lot more to say about like what this means what that means you know so on and so forth once we get into the spoiler um the spoiler review because we can't really say too much right now (laughs) but right i think kevin feige he is a smart man. And Amy Pascal, she wised up to keep on working with him because Kevin Feige has fixed a lot of the problems that were not just only in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, but also in the Tobey Maguire movies. Like, it's just so much that has been fixed and that they've worked with and they've kind of bent and twisted to make it fit. So I do think that I really hope that this relationship could it should keep going for some years because they got gold. Spider-Man is probably the most uh, profitable Marvel character that they have. Probably. Yeah. I, I would, I would say yeah. unequivocally, but you know, yeah. Well, <laughs> only reason, the only reason why I say that, the only reason why I say that is because, well, during the years of Iron Man, it was just so much Iron Man centric just because they got the casual audience to fall in love with that character. But Spider-Man, he has always been universally the most loved hero that Marvel has because he's so relatable. And uh, and I'm going to tell you right this here, y'all, stop with the who's better debate because this movie, it just shows you that Spider-Man, that the point of Spider-Man is that Spider-Man is for everybody. Everybody should love who, who, who their Spider-Man is. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. But yeah, man, like, oh, yeah. this movie was just so great. And a lot of the character interactions, they were funny. I did when I watched the movie, uh, once we get to the spoiler field section. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, and one more thing I want to mention, and I'll expand, I'll expand on this in the um in the spoiler. Like the plot itself, and I mean this in the best way possible. It's just even though it involves like if, 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 this is not a spoiler this, if you've seen the trailer you know it's like it involves like you know the multiverse and stuff so the, it's the the plot and the story is not nearly as complicated as the trailer trailer um might make you think it's actually very thin and i kind of like i kind of like that because it, it felt it felt very it was very you know simplistic they just kind of sprinkled in a few you know notes here and there so that's another thing i really liked about it i mean they didn't have to go overly complicated and say complicated with the whole multiverse you know the whole multiverse thing and that's one of the things i liked about i was able to get through i think anyone can understand like what the hell's going on in this movie just by watching it so yeah right yeah man it's just this movie hits all the beats now i might be a little biased because spider-man is my favorite marvel superhero but i love this movie i saw i saw a few things wrong with it like 
I'm going to talk about it in the spoiler field section. I saw a few things wrong with it, but it wasn't enough to break the movie for me. Yeah. I mean, Yo, no, movie, no movies really. Go ahead, Adam. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, I liked it more than Endgame. I'm just be honest with you. I I agree. I mean, I liked it more um, more than Endgame because I do think, as much as I love Endgame, I loved it. Um, I do think it was, it did feel a little slow. I think, I think No Way Home, I thought was paced better because one of the criticism, I think the biggest criticism I had with, from, with Far From Home, the last, you know, the Spider-Man, you know, the second Spider-Man movie with Mysterio is that it was paced very poorly. Like if you look back, if you go back and look at him, you can see some scenes just felt rushed and some scenes just felt kind of slow. It was just really, it was just really cluttered together and it just doesn't, it just didn't, it just didn't look right. But for this movie, I felt like it was paced, it was paced damn near perfectly. Like that's the, so that's, I feel like that was like one of the biggest issues they, they fixed from the first two movies. Well, what about you, Adam? What you think? Well, like to me, like I said, it, it was more just uh, the range of Spider-Man just was more in depth in this movie than in the previous ones. That's what I just mostly like about it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and again, it, it seemed like everybody was perfectly cast too, you know, because yeah, I, I used to have an right. issue, huh? No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was just, I was just um, piggybacking off of you saying like Marvel always gets the casting right when you look at it. Right. Yeah. Well, but, but I'm not going to lie though. That's what I probably, that I had the most problems with, with amazing Spider-Man is it's like, man, yo, y'all have this murderous lineup of actors that are just freaking awesome. And none of them are in the right role. Hmm. Like what, well, well, who did this? You know what I mean? <laughs> And uh, and Tobey Maguire's uh, uh, Spider-Man movies, I had some issues with the casting too, except for you know like uh, the villains, like. Uh, but uh, to me, it seemed like, especially in the first uh, Spider-Man, like they wasted uh, Willem Dafoe's uh, potential. Like that, that just kind of made me upset. Yeah, man. Now and uh, but but yeah, like uh, that's that's mainly what I liked about it is like. Uh, they just, like I said, yo, everything that I mentioned that I didn't like about certain movies in our previous podcast, this movie, they mm-hmm. fixed it. All of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. I agree. Is there anything else that we that we um, want to go over or should we just go straight into the spoiler review? The only Man, thing- I really want to go into the spoiler part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last thing I'm going to say is that, damn, man, I'm a DC fan and I just be I just be looking at DC like, why can't y'all do better? Y'all see all this good shit, Marvel got. Why can't you do better? Man, they ain't got that evil mouse behind them. Man, they, they don't have a Kevin. They don't have a Kevin Feige. I mean, they, they just kind of just choose like you know, like they just kind of choose just you know that choose producers who really don't know much about the uh, properties. Like this guy, I think her name was Diane Nelson. I think that was her name. Like she was um she was like the president of DC. Films that she's like, well, I just got to read these comics for my homework, and she has to read like a whole bunch of stack of comics. And her husband is husband. She was telling a story how her husband's like, well, you're lucky. I got to do this boring work. You get to read comics all day and stuff. She didn't. That tells me that she didn't really know the know the um you know the material. So, but with Kevin Feige, he has this encyclopedic mind of the Marvel Marvel universe. But um, and trivia, fun fact: before every Marvel movie, Adam, did you know? That um, Kevin Feige mentions in all of his interviews. Did you know that that when he um, talks to um, whenever when he hires a director and producer, you know, for the film, did you know that they actually watched the original Superman film from the seventies before each movie, and they use it as a blueprint for all the Marvel movies they've done? Hello, hello, Adam. So that wouldn't surprise me. Wait, you went out for just a second. Oh, uh, I was saying, uh, no, I didn't know that, but I have heard that Kevin Feige is a big uh, DC fan. He is a DC fan at heart, you know, because he, you know, Richard Donner was a big mentor to him along with Jeff Johns. Um, You know, um, he just got to, like, if he were with Warner Brothers, I feel like the roles would probably be reversed. Like, I think the the status of both DC and Marvel would be reversed, but I just think he got a a bigger opportunity with Marvel. So, but I thought it was, I think it's interesting how he kind of applies 
he kind of applies that um that um what he does is says all right here's the blueprint this is how i want this is the tone i want for this marvel movie but the way you do it you know ryan kluger for black panther you you get the freedom to do what you want as long as it just like as long as it ties into this you know this uh, end game or infinity war or whatever so and i think that's gen- i honestly think that's genius it may be it may be formulaic but i mean if it ain't broke don't, broke don't fix it <laughs> Yeah, and, and I agree with you, man, because, like, that is that is one thing I like about Kevin Feige is he's like, okay, guys, I, I'm going to let you have full control, but this stuff needs to be in here to not piss off the fanboys. Yeah, because he's a fanboy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe we can just clone Kevin Feige and just give him a DC. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I want to happen too, man. Maybe we can give them the image comics too, so they can make a decent spawn movie. Yeah, oh, that's 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 a topic for another day. But all right, y'all. We're gonna be back with the word from our sponsors. But when we come back, oh, we finna spill all of the tea. Yeah, the whole damn jug. Yep. We gonna talk so much about this movie, but we will be back. Right after this. All right, y'all, we're back. Now, we went with the spoiler free, boy, but now we finna have all the spoilers. Now, y'all, I'ma just talk about the elephant in the room. Even though we all knew, how did y'all feel when we saw Toby and Andrew on the screen? Bro, I stood up when Toby uh, McGuire got on the screen and shouted out, "That's my Spider Man!" And that and that entire theater heard me. <laughs> I was like, "That's my Spider Man!" Hey, look, man, I thought, man, I feel like a kid again. I literally saw that, and you know, he lost some weight for this role too. I mean, he he looked good. He he looked good. Oh, man. Yeah. My hand, I've seen the movie three times this weekend, y'all. My <laughs> hands hurt from clapping so much. My voice kind of hurts from screaming so much. I love every part of this movie. And seeing those two on the screen, the way they introduced them was just perfect because they gave the audience time to soak in that these two Spider-Man that we see movies with, whether we grown to love them or hate them, they are finally on this like in this movie and on the screen and just had we had to take a moment to take it all in man yeah i was in fact it was what was so funny it was that um you see my dad was watching the trailers for spider-man no way home and he was confused to see alfred molina as doc ock and willem dafoe as green goblin and he's like wait a minute but they died (laughs) (laughs) it's so like he uh but then when um and then when he saw the um uh the movie he was looking at it like man this whole time travel stuff is freaking me out <laughs> like he was just so off off and then he's like wait so how can you have three different spider-man in the movie and then when i tried to explain it explain it to him he's like look just bear with me he's like you know what never mind <laughs> yeah I, I guess some people get it some people don't <laughs> yeah so but i but it was it was a great moment I also love, you know, um, the inter- the chemistry and the interact the interactions between the three the, the three of them as well. And I like how they all are. They're all they're all very different, you know. And that's what that's kind of. And so the fact that they have like three different Spider Men with you know different you know different takes on them, you know, different portrayals, it actually worked in the movie because they were able to play off of each other, and it was perfect. Yeah, and Andrew was still emo as hell. Matter of fact, he looked even more emo. Well, nah. uh, he had that scruff beard going on. I can't, <laughs> I really can't say he's emo. Like I've always said, and I'll say this to the to the day I die. Andrew, he embodied the character of Spider-Man, like actually being Spider-Man the most, because he was he was a playful Spider-Man. And like this one, we saw more. We saw more of him being Spider-Man than Peter Parker, which is why I think it worked here. Toby, we can tell that he was given better dialogue and his acting coach helped him a little bit because he wasn't the best, but he was miles better than how he was in the Sam Raimi trilogy. Right. 
And I'm I'm just gonna say this, man. Uh, from from what I saw, it looked like even they thought he was the dopest Spider Man. So he was more like the Zen Master. Oh, dang! I hit my finger. <laughs> he was more like the uh, he was more like the Zen Master of the three because he he was he's older than both of them. Because remember the first Spider Man um movie movie like live action theatrical film was 20 years ago. So. Like, so in a way, it's like they kind of like looked up to him because he was more experienced. And, you know, you can see that he's aged, you know, he's a, uh, you know, he's, he's aged. Yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> he was 28 when he played Spider-Man the first time. Like, I'm, you know, and he's, and seeing, you know, just seeing him um like that on um, those, those, those witty one-liners when they when he they saw him like use his webbing from his wrist they're like wait a minute did that come out of you yeah y'all can't do that <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah so i thought that was that was interesting and i also like that they did the whole pointing thing oh yeah the pointing meme with, with yeah Spider-Man. yeah man. yeah uh, <laughs> peter parker uh who did you... <laughs> i thought that was cool yeah man. That's why I said these Easter eggs they put in this movie, it wove into the story. Like even the Daredevil, like the straight up Daredevil cameo, oh. it it oh. was it was part of the story, which I yeah. liked. Like that's how you incorporate Easter eggs. Like you just don't gotta just throw them out there, and then hopefully some fans are gonna see it because they're not gonna see it. Then them eggs are gonna be fucking rotten. And, and also, I also like the fact that Hawkeye's episode came out the same day as the movie so that you could uh, notice that not only did they give you confirmation in in uh, the Spider-Man movie, they also gave you confirmation in the Hawkeye show. Yeah, and that's man. definitely not a coincidence. Um, like for Hawkeye and look, if you haven't seen Hawkeye, if you haven't seen the spoiler for, spoiler for you, I don't know what to tell you, but like in the last, previous episode of Hawkeye, they reveal, if, if y'all haven't seen it, um, they reveal a picture of um, Wilson Fisk on his cell phone. And he, he's um, revealed to be the, um, the one work, um, um, the quote unquote uncle of Echo in the, in the Hawkeye series. So, and it's played by Vincent D'Onofrio, who was also Kingpin in, um, um, in the Daredevil Netflix series with Charlie Cox, who was in this movie. So... That definitely wasn't a coincidence. That's basically Kevin Feige saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically we're just doing another Daredevil. We just don't know exactly how, if we're going to put him in a movie or TV show. And remember what I said, said Jay, last week when, or the week before an interview, you said, well, if we do Daredevil, um, Charlie Cox would be the one playing him. I don't know how we're going to do that, but we'll figure it out. Oh, okay. So well, <laughs> they, they going to let Sony do it. I think instead of Disney, because, uh, they they can't tone down Daredevil and expect the same response. You know what I mean? Well, well no, no, I take they can't Disney that up. No, I they can because there's plenty of comics where where Daredevil is not that violent. Now the Punisher, yeah, the Punisher gonna have to yeah, be his man. own thing because that motherfucker he be decapitating people, blowing them up, dismembering them. So that, but Daredevil, he can be. You can make it work and yeah. Disney, yeah, Disney can fact, do it. Disney yeah, can do in it. Fact, like the um in 2014, one of my favorite runs of Daredevil was the Mark Wade run in the comics, where it's where it's basically kind of I don't want to say it's a what if story, but basically Mark Wade is saying, wait, hey, what if Daredevil were actually happy? <laughs> so he's so he's a lot more <laughs> so he's a lot more jovial and he's not as like he's not as like dark, he's not like you know, like torturing people or hanging him from buildings as much, but he's more he's more lot he's more a lot more lively. But the, the thing about it was the reason why he was like that was because he was dealing with depression and anxiety. That's the reason. So they can actually use that for the um, for the MC um, for the MCU, because I really love the line where he where he, um, where he catches the brick that's thrown through the window. And they said, how did you do that? And he says, I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I get that. But I kind of think that the, the people who were fans of the Netflix show want that yeah. same level of intensity that that's okay. my only reasoning for why i'm saying i don't think they could just like full-blown disney it up you know what i mean but 
Disney Plus, uh, Disney Plus has had some darker shows, so I think Disney Plus is starting to try to break into the realm realm of more adult content in their movies, yeah, uh, and TV shows. Yeah, in fact, um, um, they do have Moon Knight coming, and Moon Knight is it's reportedly, um, and I don't and take my word with a grain of salt because, um. I think it was like comic book sources or something like they, 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 they're all over the new, all over like all the comic book news and stuff. Um, they say that reportedly at the, at the Moon Knight TV show on Disney plus is actually quote unquote, they literally said this hyper violent. So <laughs> really? Yeah. That's what they're saying, which, which yeah, Moon Knight definitely works as a, as um, you know, as a really violent, you know, series. It's, he's a, he's an extremely violent character. Um, I think I do think for Daredevil though there will there will become a point in time where he is gonna have to talk that to calm down a little bit like in the comics like sometimes like his friends like Luke Cage and Spider Man all say look man you need to slow down man you're do, you're going pushing things a little too far and then he's like okay I'll call I'll you know I'll chill out but um like but but I I understand what you're what you're saying um Adam because I do think I do think I I would like to see like the um like the Netflix tone a little bit. I want to, I do kind of, I think what they might do and my theory is they're going to try and maybe wrap it up with the, um, um, with the darker tone, to- <clears throat> excuse me, the darker tone. And then it's going to transition into like, you know, the MCU where they, they don't have to go like overly dramatic, overly intense. So. Yeah. yeah and I think that would be a, a good idea. Like to probably like do a movie, of where it's like still dark. That's this is what I think they should do. Do a movie of where it's still dark, yeah. but you could slowly see it, you know, light him lightening up. You know what I mean? Exactly. Right. So and uh then try to MCU it, you know. Yeah, no, I agree with that. You know, I think they should wrap wrap the storyline up first from Netflix and then you know go straight into it. But anyway, we're talking about spider, we, we were talking about Spider-Man. I just had to like you know, get the whole daredevil thing um, out the way, but we can go in, into more theories later on, Jay. So, uh, but yeah. what else we got? what's man, up, man? So, one thing I wanted to say, but I couldn't say in the spoiler, uh, spoiler free review, Willem Dafoe killed it as the green goblin. He got the character hell yeah. right. Mm-hmm. He, hell yeah, <laughs> he understand the assignment of what it is to truly be the Green Goblin. If y'all do not know, Green Goblin is Peter Parker's joker. He makes sure that this man's life is a living hell in any way, shape, or form. No matter how despicable it is, he will do it. And I love that Willem Dafoe was the main source of Peter's pain. Yep. Right. And and that's what I love, too. And that's why I was like, man, bro, where the fuck was this in Spider-Man 1? (laughs) <laughs> but like how like how did you all of a sudden figure out what you were supposed to do <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah but but, but yeah because because he replaced uh he replaced uh alfred molina as my favorite villain yeah man it's oh he did so well but speaking of villains all of these villains they played their part i would say the two weakest ones was sandman and Jamie, only I say Jamie is just because he was there just to be Jamie, which is cool. I feel, like, I feel like Lizard was was really weak too. I just feel like yeah, I'm about to say Lizard seemed kind of weak. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I'm I'm gonna say Lizard, ja- Lizard, Jamie, and um Sandman, like because Jamie he really didn't contribute contribute at all. He was just there to be Jamie. But Alfred Molina and Willem Dafoe, they like you know what? Let's have some fun. Let's have right. let's have some fun. Let's add some, and and let's add something to this movie. Right, and and I, I honestly think Willem Dafoe was trying to make up for a screw up twenty years ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you said what? He was trying to make up for his uh for a screw up that he did twenty years ago because man, he was he just nailed it. Yeah, you oh. know. I actually liked him as um Green Goblin in the first and the um I liked him. One. I just think he just took it to a whole nother level in this one. You know, I just think he was just he was pushing. I feel like he was just extremely excited just to be in this movie. You could just see it too. Like he was 
he looked like he was having the, the time of his life. Well, yeah. I guess oh. the reason why I liked him more in this movie is because he seemed darker. Hmm. Well, you know what I mean? He kind he kind of seemed a little too happy go lucky. You know, what I mean, it, it's sort of like you know the Joker from Batman and the Joker from The Dark Knight. It was it was almost okay. that drastic of a difference okay. for me. Okay, so, I see what you're saying. Um, so I do the, think he what he also what he's also been consistent of with um is that he all he did a he always did a great job of of um balancing the personalities between Norman Osborn and um and Green Goblin. He always did a great job of that because I mean that's exactly how he is. You know he has this inner struggle with you know with the Goblin. And, um, you know, they just, and they always like clash. So I always, I always thought that was, uh, um, that was, that was actually one of the things I really loved about him. Yeah, man. Like me, me knowing the green goblin, I was so happy that they finally addressed his split personality because they really, they touched on a little bit in the Sam Raimi. But it was just like a conversation or two. But this one, he was conflicted the whole movie. And it actually showed him switching to, from Norman to the Goblin. But, you know, in the first movie, it was just he was the Goblin all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and Alfred Molina, I really enjoyed Alfred Molina because he played he played the more campier comic book version of Doc Ock before they fixed the chip, which I really appreciated. I got a few chuckles out of it. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Yeah. Yeah, but now let's talk about this. Now, some Easter eggs where they were just trying to live it too hard was mm-hmm. with was with Ned and the magic trying because they're trying to hint that he's gonna be the hobgoblin later on down the line. But like they were just laying it on thick with like, yeah, our family, yeah, like my my grandma says that there's magic throughout our family. Then they put the cape on them. Or, or or had the cape save and then they gave him Dr. Strange. Oh name. yeah, I missed that. Yeah, oh, and, that. and and don't forget, he said, When I get powers, I'll never try to kill you. Yeah, so so and uh it's and uh when I heard that, I'm like, yeah, uh that's kind of not true. <laughs> what I loved about that was because I love remember what um Andrew Garfield did. When he's like, I promise I won't turn. I, won't, I promise I won't try to kill you. Andrew Garfield like puts his hand on shoulders, like, "Well done," and just nods. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, like so, yeah. That was like the only Easter egg that had a problem with it because they just kept beating it up against the wall, saying, "Hey, he gonna be the hobgoblin. He gonna be the hobgoblin." I, I, and Marvel, we get it. it's three o'clock in the morning. Please, please, please shut it down just a little bit. That's but, right. But. One of the, my favorite things about this was the chemistry between Andrew, Toby, and Tom. That was the fun. That was so fun just to see them interact with each other. Yeah, yeah, it really was, man. Like it was the, great. It was, I love seeing how they all. Um, um, I love seeing how they were how they were all like different. They were all different Spider Man. You got Toby, who's like the who's like the um um like the experience like the experience like veteran then you got andrew garfield who's like you know the uh, the, the serious and depressed you know uh, spider-man who's going through Spider-Man. some stuff yeah and then you got tom holland who's like the kid who's just who's just you know learning and what was really cool was like seeing them um they you see they all don't they normally don't work to they normally don't work to well tom holland's obviously his spider-man worked with the avengers and stuff but the other two they're not they don't no other superhero like really really exist in their universes so like i they, mean um, hmm? but toby was that was low-key cap because uh technically toby did work with uh with uh uh harry to take down sam man and venom we don't talk about that third movie on this podcast adam <laughs> <laughs> all right look man look, look. okay sandman was in that movie all right and also um what's him call it uh venom was too so we hey. don't talk about that black piece of shit we don't talk about that we just, <laughs> just gonna lead that in the past <laughs> but yeah and i really now the scene that got me the most because was when peter had lost aunt may 
because of the goblin. Oh yeah. No, nah, dude, dude, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, y'all, y'all kill Bay for real. Like, cause I'm uh, yo, I'm I'm be honest with you, Robbie. I've had the biggest crush on Marissa Tomei ever since it's a different world. Wow. <laughs> you know, right. like like Marissa Tomei is was the first chick that made me realize I like white girls. But anyways, <laughs> like that scene when that scene when MJ and Ned brought Toby and Andrew to talk to Peter, it was just so sad. Like when they were giving him a hug, I teared up, man. Like, I want to come give this man a hug, man. It's okay, Tom. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. man. I ain't even gonna lie. I kind of even outstretched my arms a little bit. I was like, man, I need to get this dude a hug. <laughs> come on, bro. And, honest, and also, um, I have mixed emotions about this, about this part. One from a filmmaker's perspective, one from like a from a personal perspective. Like when, which by the way, I'm glad they brought back J.K. Simmons and J. Jonah James. Oh yeah, he was great. Yes. He was yes. great. But um, that scene, like after um Aunt May died, when he was sitting on the um when Peter was sitting on the uh on the um the on the rooftop watching the TV screen, I thought that was a one of the best shots in the whole movie. Oh yeah, man, that's a wallpaper. That that yeah, that's yeah. a wallpaper. That was a beautiful shot. But it also made mm-hmm. me hate uh, J. Jonah Jameson in that moment. I'm like, dude, he just lost his aunt, and someone died on his he, someone died on his watch. Give him a break, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's it's like, man, leave leave Spider Man alone for a little bit. But <laughs> you know what though, I love the most though about J. Jonah Jameson or whatnot is like um, is the fact that they made him like Alex Jones. <laughs> You know, cause you know he's he's crazy and crap, and plenty of people hate him. I I just loved it. It's interesting, but I'm pretty sh- I'm ahead, pretty sure ahead. there's a bunch of conservative threads though, like bashing that movie because of that. Well, the thing about J. Jones Jameson, it's a fun comic fact. When the when the Comics Code Authority was made, when they made Spider Man. <laughs> They uh J. Jonah Jameson was made specifically to piss off the Commerce Code Authority and basically say that J. Jonah Jameson is the Commerce Code Authority and just media in general. So, <laughs> so I've always loved right. I've always loved him just because he's always well, not now because they're cool now, but he used to always be on Peter's ass. <laughs> like Peter yeah. and Spider-Man's yeah. ass. Like it just and J.K. Simmons, he just embodies J. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson so well. Yeah, they can't even they can't even find find anyone to to replace him because he's one. Of, it's just one of those roles where, you know, he's just irre- He literally is. I don't mean to sound like Beyonce, but he's irreplaceable. Like, yeah, no, I'm I mean, with like, you. I'm I'm just. It's just interesting how they just kept him bald and they didn't like and they didn't like put the like the wig over him just like in the Sam Raimi films. I was kind of hoping to see that dude. I was too. I'm not going to lie. I, I really was uh, wanting to see the whole old school high top thing. Yeah. Going. Yeah. Or, you know, buzz cut, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, like, okay. I'm trying to think of some other things. There's just so much in this movie. Now let's talk about Dr. Strange. Now. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about him. Now I'm going a, I'm to a just say this flat out. I love Benedict Cumberbatch and I like the, character dr strange i like the movie dr strange Mm -hmm. but have y'all noticed that as these movies go on that he just gets dumber and dumber as they go on (laughs) yeah it does seem like that (laughs) i think it's because like he he doesn't he doesn't have to rely on his intellect as much anymore because he's becoming more and more op yeah you know what i mean yeah so i think that's why they're they're showing him becoming dumber and dumber because you know as you start becoming stronger, you'll probably like, or as you start to use something more than something else, you start to slowly lose it. Like it's still there, but you just don't incorporate it as much. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a great. That is a very good point. Um, but I will say this though, I in a way, I was kind of torn between this because, like, we talked about how this movie embodies exactly who Spider-Man is. We talked about like his morality. And I, and I talked to, uh, talked to Jason about this in the, during the trailer review when we, when, um, we, when our theory came to light about he was trying to save those villains and everything. In a way I was with him because he wanted to rehabilitate them. You know, he was trying to really help them. 
And for the most, and he really did, he fixed all of them. Um, but in a way, I, I was kind of with Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange a little bit. It's like, you know, when Peter was on that rooftop, he said, "Look, it's not my problem. Y'all deal with this. I'm done." <laughs> but I think, so, huh? sorry, I was just saying, I really think that the that the phrase used the most in this movie was, "It's not my problem." Yeah, <laughs> like because Doctor Strange was like, "Peter, you're a hero. Get over it." Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then Peter, when everybody was coming into their come coming into the universe, he was like, "Well, y'all got these other Spider Man here. It's their problems. I'm I'm over it." <laughs> so it's like, yeah. So it like Doctor Strange. I just feel like this movie helped him evolve more as a character because having him be part of the reason why everybody got blipped because he gave um thanos the time stone i think he's trying to finally understand people couldn't know before he was not trying to understand nobody he just thought he was the smartest in the room right he, he was very anti-social yeah but i do like how they're trying to show that he's seeing that peter is a kid and he's trying to he's trying to help him help him as as an adult i see he's trying to help him it doesn't go his way because peter can't shut the fuck up but oh yeah. oh yeah yeah definitely it's it's like bro yo yo it's it's okay if some of the motherfuckers don't remember you jeez i also love how they address how they address um when after um you know peter and dr strange you know screwed up the multiverse and you know broke it open i love how ned and um and mj show up at the uh in that dungeon and mj's like you know uh peter the next time you um you um want to fix a problem like this in this particular manner, you you may want to run it by us first. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, like that was, you see, you know, as a fan, you know, as like a casual film fan who probably doesn't read, well, not me, but you know, in general, right? They're probably thinking, uh, shouldn't they have talked to, shouldn't Peter have talked to this, to um, his friends or family about this first? And they just kind of addressed that, you know? So I just, so that was, I, I liked how, I liked the, um, the logic that they kind of sprinkled in there, but like, I also love this the uh, line where he's like, uh, "Peter, you mean to tell me you didn't even call, you didn't even call um, MIT the university? Yeah, you did not right. call MIT um, about like re- asking them to reconsider the application as opposed um, before like telling me before um asking me to brainwash the entire world." And then Peter, and then Peter, like, well, when you put it that way, but. If I were Doctor Strange, I would have sent his ass to Siberia. Like, nigga, you suffer and think <laughs> about what you did, what you had well, but, me do before, before I bring you back. Yeah. Well, but if he had done that, he wouldn't have been able to Scooby Do that shit. Well, you oh, know, yeah. Scooby I, I ain't gonna lie. I bet deep, deep in, deep in his soul, deep in his soul, Doctor Strange, he wanted to slap them kids. Oh God, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with that whippy hat. <laughs> Especially, I, I'm not gonna lie, but uh, uh, MJ, yeah, I probably, I probably, definitely would have been like, bitch, if you don't respect my gangster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and also one of the, my favorite action scenes in the whole movie was when Spider Man was was um fighting Doctor Strange when Spider Man was trying to keep the box from him. I mean, oh, just the way. Just the way it was edited, just the visual effects, like the, with the train sequence. I was like, man, this is dope. This is really man, cool. Mirror man, dimension. Man, John Watson, like, hey, I know that other man, uh, Christopher Nolan out there made Inception, but let me show you something real quick. <laughs> like, man, I've always loved his, I've always loved Dr. Strange's scenes. Every time he's on screen in a fight, man, I am glued to the screen. Cause it just looks visually stunning every time. What I love is how the fight ended with Peter winning. I love how, you know, Peter was able to, to win in this mirror dimension by using his brain. He's like, Oh wait, I can use geometry. I'm like, because when I saw the trailer, I'm like, okay, okay. How is Peter going to beat Dr. Strange one-on-one in a situation like this? Cause clearly Dr. Strange is superior. His power is superior to Spider-Man's in every way. But then, you know, Peter, when he, Peter used like geometry to try to like, you know, to, you know, to, 
restrain him and take the boss. I'm like, okay, there we go. That's actually, I can actually believe that, you know, with, um, yeah. So I thought that was, I thought that was, uh, that was great. And that's what else I love. You finally got to see smart Peter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause like in the other films, even, even in the Tom Holland ones, you just, you just kind of question like, Hey man, where's this super intellect he's supposed to have? Yeah. You know, and in this one, it's like, oh, wow, he, he is really intelligent. You actually got to see him be very intellectual, you know, and because I think everybody had that complaint about all of the Spider-Man movies. Oh, by the way, we got you know? 10 minutes until uh, the thing ends. Oh, snap. Yeah. All right. Go well, uh, y'all got anything? Oh, yeah, man. And I thought I was going to be pissed off at uh, the Electro design. It, it actually worked pretty well. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I'd like everything about this movie. But now I'm gonna just say some of my problems. One of my problems was I just did not like. I just did not like how they kind of breeze past, like breeze past Peter being wanted for murder, and like it was a uh, it was Mysterio's doing because you heard Mysterio's name once, and they just stopped mentioning Mysterio like an hour into the movie, not even an hour in the movie. I say like thirty minutes into the movie. Because, oh, yeah. but I no, don't. They, they had signs that said Mysterio was right. No, but it's still from what we got at the end of Far From Home. They did it like it's like they had they had to rush it. So I don't blame them, but they had to rush that story. Like, all right, yeah, Peter's wanted, but here is but here is the real true story. So, like I said, it's a nitpick of mine because it kind of because like that kind of would not happen in the real world but i let yeah. it slide because this movie was just really that good and another thing and uh, yeah and the um and of course they use matt murdoch of all lawyers to like just clean up the mess yeah and then another <laughs> thing like that fabricator that was a mcguffin that they put there to advance the flight like i said i'm not gonna be mad but they really some of the signs they use in the mcu it's like they expect dumb people watch these movies and don't question the science behind a lot of this stuff but like I said, it's a small nitpick. <laughs> it's, it's a small nitpick, but I still love this movie for that. Now I'm getting to the ratings. If I had to, if I had to give a rating, man, this is a 10. It's a 10 out of 10 popcorn buckets for me. For me, just the action, the conversations, the script, just seeing my nostalgia back on screen. Will Willem Dafoe giving me a true the true Green Goblin, and then when they pulled out that comic book suit at the end of the movie, yes. I'm like, oh yeah, boy, that shit looked clean. And it was just yep. a, it was just a costume, you know. It wasn't like you know high tech, and you know it actually feels that's if you want to adapt a costume like from you know comics to the to a movie or TV show, that's how you do it. You don't have to go crazy and make it like armored or high tech. Or, you know, I just feel it was it was perfect. Like it was right. they they perfect. They did a perfect um, adaptation of that costume. They didn't have right. to change well, too much. Well, what would you rate it, Robbie? Um, I give it I normally don't give like 10 out of 10s for films because, you know, no movie's perfect. But um, I'll get I'll give it like a nine point eight out of 10. I thought I thought it was great. I love I love this movie. It's um I want to say it's probably um in my top two out of all the MCU films over the last like um, 10 years, I, I put it, I, I'm putting it at number two right now, but I might flip flop it between that and winter soldier. What about you, Adam? Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it a solid 9.97. All right. Get real specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause man, dude, that was, that was really, really good, man. And it was this was one of the first times I watched a comic book movie and I had absolutely no complaints. I was just like, wow. Uh, all I can say is thank you. I'm glad y'all put in the one liners that I was complaining wasn't in there. Like, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Thank you, Aunt May. And uh, I love the and man, even can Spidey come out to play seem cooler. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. There was a lot you know, of callbacks. To the old movies, like with with Doc Ock saying, "How you doing, my dear boy? I'm trying to do better. I like that. Then I like the whole. I used to be. I used. I'm somewhat of a scientist. Line. I oh love yeah, that. I'm something of a scientist myself. Yeah. So I, yeah. 
for me, okay, for me, I the fan, the Spider-Man fan of me giving it a 10 out of 10. But if I'm being objective, I will give it a 9.8 just before the simple problems that I did see in the movies, the simple nitpicks yeah. I had in the movies. But overall, in general, this movie lived, I take that back, fuck that, it exceeded its hype. Now yeah. that movie is the hype. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it, it was fantastic. I also, I love how they played the um the original Danny El- a little bit of the Danny Elfman music when that Alfred Molina and Toby were talking because I don't know if y'all heard it. Oh yeah, oh trust yeah. me, I was listening, man. Oh, I mean, it kind of sucks because Disney kind of listened to the fan like, well, he's not his own hero. Like, oh, that's cool, he ain't his own hero. Yeah. Hey, Aunt May. You dying. Wait, we didn't answer. Nah, 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 nah. Hey, I made you dying. Oh, MJ and Ned and everybody else, all the Avengers, y'all don't know who, who he is. Not even who Peter Parker is. Like, no, we didn't answer. Nah, 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 nah. This is how we're going to do it, and this is what it's going to be. Me, yeah, personally, right? I loved how this movie ended. A lot of people say, why did it end on such a somber note like this? Like, it I mean, Isn't on- that what everyone asked for? <laughs> Yeah, like right. y'all ask, y'all ask for this. Y'all don't be mad when they give you what you want. That's why Star Wars is so fucked up right now. Don't be don't be mad when they give you what you want. This was a perfect ending to the origin story of Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Now we will have a tr- well, another trilogy. Uh, how much time we got left? We got we have uh, less than four minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. All right. So what's go- so. This was a nice cap off to the origin story of Tom Holland's Spider-Man. That's yep. all I'm gonna say. And we don't we didn't have to see him get bit by a spider again. Yes, we didn't have to see his actual origin, but this is just the origin of him evolving and becoming his own Spider-Man. Yeah, and I loved it. So, y'all, if y'all haven't realized it, we all love this movie to death. Go see it in theaters right now, whenever you can. Yes. Also, I love that Miles Morales uh shout oh, yeah. out. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know he's like, man. Uh, don't worry, man. With all the universes out there, I'm pretty sure there's a black Spider-Man somewhere. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, y'all. That was it for the Spider-Man No yeah. Way Home review, and that caps off Spider-Man Month. Mm-hmm. This month has been fun. I've got to re-watch some of these movies. Some I loved. Yeah. Some I absolutely think is dog shit, but. Mm-hmm. I've had the animated stuff too. Some of the don't be sleeping on the anime, the Spider Man animated series. There are a few of them, a couple of them that were really good. Robbie, I nah, the one in the 90s. In... I, I love the one in the 90s. Robbie, oh, yeah. Robbie, Adam, I don't got that much time in the day. Hey, no, look, I'm not well, gonna watch well, it. It's not series. my fault you yeah. wasn't old enough to watch it. I know I watched the I watched the um, Spider Man <laughs> anime series. It's just that. I, I had to watch that. I watched the new Spider-Man animated series that was on MTV. I had to watch the Spectaculars. But it's too much Spider-Man, okay? I love <laughs> Spider-Man, but I would need a whole year to watch all that. <laughs> but, y'all... That's true. Yeah. That does it for this episode, and I have to say, y'all, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Yes. Yeah, I had a good time, man. But yes. next week, join us when we review uh, Matrix Resurrections. Oh, yeah. That should be fun. Mm-hmm. Another nostalgia trip. But, y'all, like always, you want to join the conversation, just go on Facebook.com slash B-R-A-N-G-D-A-P-O-P-C-O-R-N. That is Facebook.com slash Bring the Popcorn. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, just email me at B-R-A-N-G-D-A-P-O-P-C-O-R-N-93 at gmail.com. All right, y'all, where can the people find y'all at? You can find me on Instagram at Bobby, B-O-B-B-Y underscore media on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at Robbie Bear, um, R-O-B-B-Y-H-E-B-E-R-T on Facebook. And hit me up on YouTube at Ambitious Films. Check out my content. I do short films, feature films, uh, video promos. If you need if you need um, any promos, you know, I'm your guy. Happy, happy, good, um, yeah. happy Sunday, guys. <laughs> All right, and you you can always find me on Facebook at Adam Sampson. I'll be the dude in the All Might suit. Uh, so that's me. And if you need any help with uh, working out, just let me know. And I also uh, do very horrible dad jokes, <laughs> like uh, this um, one. Do you want to know why Spider Man No Way Home would be uh, good at basketball? Why? Because it's a triple threat. 
Well, all right, y'all. It, it has been nice. And remember, when you always come to these reviews, just remember to always bring the popcorn. All right, y'all. We about to hear. 